0: As the philosopher said, every day we change a little. Every day we die a little. And yet we consider ourselves eternal. We cannot conceive of a world in which we are not included. Especially those of us who are rich and powerful. But does it matter who we are or even who we think we are? This world was designed to go its merry way whether we're a part of it or not. Why were you, George? I'd advise that boy to stay out of town. Now, see he's a citizen, he has every right. Oh, sure, sure. Just see to it that he keeps out of town. Why? Well, you know why. Every time he shows up, somebody gets killed. He never killed anybody. Now, I didn't say that. I just said when he's around, people get killed. Now, you keep him away. <gasps> The Mystery Drama, The Burning Bow, was written especially the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Norman Rose. It is sponsored in part by ARM, Allergy Relief Medicine. I'll be back shortly with Act One. are numbered, our hours are listed, our minutes are counted, and all we get is our allotted portion. There is so much time in eternity, why can't there be a few additional seconds here? And if we could steal a few precious moments now and then, what would be upset? The answer? Everything. Everything. Hello? George? Madeline, what is it? George,
1: can you come up here right away? What's wrong? The oil burner went out and I can't reach the service, man. Do you suppose you could? No, I'll do what I can. And the baby's sick. With what? Some sort of infection. Well, call the doctor. The doctor's already been here. George, I, I, I'm frightened. I'm on my way. George, come in quickly.
0: I feel terrible dragging you out in the storm. Oh, it just blew up out of nowhere. It's a good thing I left when I did. I think the road must be washed out by now. All right, let me let me look at the oil. Well,
1: look, I, I simply panicked for a moment. I, I didn't think. It's no great calamity. I realized I could
0: light a fire in the fireplace. Ah, yeah, you got a nice warm blaze going there, too.
1: Well, as soon as I got it started, I remembered and I tried to call you and tell you to stay home, but you'd already gone. That's all right. You're the best brother any girl ever had. how's yeah, Jimmy to be resting a bit easier.
0: Sure. Uh, all right, I'll go down to the basement.
1: I think you can wait.
0: You put me through engineering school. Let me show off a little. George, come upstairs. I might as well. You need a new motor.
1: Hurry, George. Uh, what, what happened? It,
0: it's
1: Jimmy. Hurry. You're fine. just Go.
0: Why, why is he so flushed? I don't know.
1: What did the doctor say? That it was an infection. What kind? Well, he wasn't sure kids can get any kind.
0: So did he give him anything? He left an antibiotic, but it isn't doing any good. Well, you just call him and ask him. I tried just now, but the lines are down. Uh, well, he, he seems weak. He can hardly breathe. George, he's dying. My little Jimmy is dying. Well, I'll get him to the hospital. You can't. The roads are flooded. Well, we have to do something. We can't do anything. Look, you just bundle him up. I'll try to make the hospital. But the road? I'll have to get through somehow. George, there's no time. Oh, we'll try. She's
1: dying in just a few
0: minutes. Let and Madeline, Madeline, we just can't sit here and do nothing. Well, I'll do something. What?
1: I will do something. What,
0: Madeline? Tell me what.
1: I'll do what she did. Who? Yes. I'll do what
0: she did. Who, Madeline? Tell me who.
1: First, she prayed. Oh, Madeline. And then... Then she... Uh, Madeline, uh,
0: Madeline, uh, what are you doing? Get away from the fireplace. Madeline, what are you trying to do? Help me. Help me, George. What are you trying to do? Help me. Madeline, what's come over Please, you? Please, help me. Help me do what?
1: This log. We must pull this log out of the fire. Hurry before it's too late. But why? Get it out of the fireplace. Quickly. No, the, the, the carpet. Quickly. Okay. Throw the carpet over it. Right. And we'll beat the flames. Oh. Now, get them all. I'll... All the embers and
0: all the sparks. Madeline, Madeline, why are Make we... Make sure it's completely out. But the room, the room, is filled with smoke. Get the baby out of here.
1: The baby. Oh, George, look at the baby. Look at what's happened to the baby. Uh, well, he's... He, he's all right. Oh,
0: yes, but... Uh...
1: He's all right. You can see he's all
0: right. Uh, Madeline, I don't understand. All the of a sudden... The has gone from the skin and he's breathing easily.
1: He's sleeping quietly. He's all right. Yes. How did
0: it happen? How did it happen? Uh, and what came over you, Madeline? What what made you do that crazy thing? Like you could have been severely burned. What made you drag that blazing log from the fireplace? I don't know. I just did it. And you kept saying, I'll, I'll do what... She did. I'll do what she did. Did I actually say that? Yes. Why would you pull a flaming log from a fireplace?
1: Now that it's over, only now I know why I did it. Well, why? Uh, Let's get the baby out of the smoke and and into the kitchen and, and, and we'll have a cup of coffee. teach one class on Friday, ancient history, and I remember this morning I was lecturing on Greek mythology. Althea was the wife of King Aeneas of Caridon. What does this have to do with with the And she had a son named Malega. She wanted him to live forever. Oh, I suppose all mothers want that for their sons. Well, the goddess of fate appeared to her one night. Just like that? There was a fire blazing in the fireplace, and the goddess pointed to a log. She told her that when it would be consumed, her son's life would end.
0: Just like that, huh?
1: And so she snatched...
0: Just as you did?
1: Yes. And her child lived.
0: Oh, and you thought to imitate her.
1: No. Certainly consciously. I, I told you, I didn't know what I was doing... It's only now that it's over that I
0: remember the story. that's some story.
1: Now that I think about it, it it scares me. Why? This is a legend that's almost 4,000 years old, and here I am, a modern, sophisticated woman. I have a Bachelor of Science, a Master of Arts, and a Doctor of Philosophy. And yet, in a moment of terror... In desperation, I suddenly accept the superstitions of my remote
0: ancestors. Well, you teach ancient mythos.
1: Yes, but I don't believe in it. Hmm. Are you sure? Can we ever be sure of anything?
0: Well,
1: look at Jimmy. He's better. But children do get sudden, violent bouts of unexplained
0: fevers, which
1: disappear as quickly and as unaccountably as they attack.
0: Yeah, I guess they do. Uh, That half-burned log... What you want to do with it? Oh, uh... What did this lady in the legend do?
1: Queen Althea?
0: She put it away. Yeah, why don't we do that, just to be on the safe side?
1: Is this my hard-headed practical engineer brother talking?
0: Now, my motto is, if you get a chance to hedge a bet, you're crazy not to take it. Uh, by the way, is that the end of the story? Which story? Which story are we talking about? This, this Queen Althea who pulled the burning log out of the fire. No. It's just the beginning. She kept the log.
1: And her son might have lived on and on. Uh,
0: might have lived? Didn't he?
1: For a while. But then he committed some terrible crimes. And so she felt forced to burn it completely.
0: And so, in the end, she killed him?
1: No. She let him die.
0: There's a difference?
1: Yes. You see, he was fated to die as an infant. Why? Because the ancients believed that your fate is decided at the moment of birth. He had no business living beyond infancy. Oh,
0: poor kid. Why not?
1: Because he could commit acts. Acts? Deeds. Things which were not in the master plan. And thus he would disrupt the grand design that the gods had created for the world. Other lives would be destroyed. Much unhappiness would result.
0: And so in the end, she placed the log back in the fire.
1: She saw that she had to.
0: Well, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Look at little Jimmy, sleeping so peacefully. Oh,
1: he's a good baby.
0: And he'll become a great man, I predict it. So much for my predictions. This conversation, this incident, this adventure took place almost 30 years ago. It was a bad time for my sister Madeline. Her husband had been killed in Korea, and she had to teach school and take care of a baby. And I will say, little Jimmy was a handful. It wasn't just that he was a bad boy, just heedless, thoughtless, and yes, he was spoiled. I had forgotten all about the incident of the log until one night, it must have been 15 years later, my telephone rang. George? Hello, Madeline. You're home. I just got in from a job in California. George,
1: can I see you right
0: away? I'll be at your house in 10 minutes. No, I'm not home. Well, where are you? I'm at the waterfront at Lawson's Dock. It's almost midnight. What, what are you doing there?
1: Please, George. George?
0: where all the fishing boats and pleasure craft tie up. There was a small crowd, a few police cars. Everyone was very quiet. You knew something was wrong immediately. My sister was standing apart from everyone, all by herself. George. Madeline? Madeline, what happened?
1: Jimmy, he's missing. Since when? Tuesday afternoon. But Well, that's
0: almost five days.
1: Jimmy and Kevin Miller and Joey White came down to the dock and they took a boat. They took a boat? They stole it.
0: All right. Doesn't matter.
1: But how do we know? Well, little Jerry Crane was supposed to go along but he was too scared so he told his mother what had happened.
0: And they've been gone since two... Yes, yes. Wasn't the Coast Guard able to... We've
1: had fog and rain all week. This has been the first clear day.
0: George, it's been such a long time. Five days without food and water in a small boat. Well, they're they're kids. Kids can handle almost anything. Let's just hope and pray. George, I'm so
1: frightened.
0: Miss Hunter, I've got some news for you.
1: Jimmy's dead.
0: No, ma'am. He's alive. Alive? Yes, yes. We we, we just got radio word from the Coast Guard cutter. Hey. Uh, yes, ma'am, they, they picked up the boat. And Jimmy's all right? Yeah, he was cold and hungry and thirsty and exhausted, but uh, Coast Guard medics had a night's sleep, a warm blanket, a hot meal when he wakes up. Oh,
1: and, that's wonderful. And the others?
0: The other two? Well, the other two are uh, are dead, Miss Hunter.
1: Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Yeah. That's how it goes. The chief turned and walked away. Now, for the first time, I sensed it. He was angry. Oh no, maybe that's not the exact word, angry. It just just kind of put out. Why? And there were other people, and you could sense they all had the same attitude. Why? A woman over to us I knew her by sight she was Mrs. Miller her son Kevin had not survived the ordeal she had just received the news she was in a state of shock
1: it isn't fair it isn't right it was all your Jimmy's fault he was the ringleader he could talk my Kevin into anything Mrs. Miller I'm so sorry sorry your Jimmy was always getting Kevin into trouble Kevin was a good boy It was Jimmy's idea to steal the
0: boat. Ah, now, now, Miss Miller, let me give you a ride home. It isn't right. The bad boy lives the boy dies. Ah, Miss Miller, you don't want to talk that way. I'll talk any way I want. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Do Do you want me to take you home? Yes, Chief Quinlan, take me home. But it isn't right. That's all I got to say.
1: It isn't right. Men in the
0: Madeline, Madeline, let me take you home too. No, I want to wait for the Coast Guard boat. You may not get in for hours.
1: I'll stay. I want to be here. Madeline,
0: just, just don't pay any attention to what that woman was saying. It
1: doesn't matter.
0: Do you remember that night? It was more than 15 years ago. Yes. It's funny. This is the first time I even thought about it. But, uh,. Do you remember the log?
1: <laughs> Odd you should mention it.
0: Whatever did you do with it?
1: I think I put it away in the attic. Uh,
0: Madden, uh, he did survive in in what was certainly an impossible situation.
1: What are you trying to say, George? Uh,
0: well, I, I don't know. He does know, and so does she, and so do we. He's referring to a legend, to a myth of the ancient Greeks, and he doesn't know if he really believes it. Well, whether he really does or not, you notice he's thinking about it, and he's not dismissing it either. Reality and myth. They shall meet and mingle once again when I return with Act Two. sang, I am a native in this world, and I think in it as a native thinks. The problem is that not all of us natives think alike, and our thinking changes with the generations and with the ages. Furthermore, what seems to be an absolute and even absurd impossibility was at one time most devoutly and widely held religious belief. I would imagine it's all a matter of timing. My nephew Jimmy grew up into a handsome young man. He was still spoiled by his mother and perhaps by me, and he was still getting into scrapes. Of course, they were somewhat more serious, but he had a winning smile and a captivating personality, so everybody was quick to forgive him. One day, I was in my office when my secretary buzzed me.
1: Uh, Mr.
0: James Hunter to see you. James Hunter, huh? Well, all right, send him in. Hi, Uncle Joe. Why aren't you up at school? Well, um, I've, uh, been expelled. What uh-huh. does your mother know? Uh,. <laughs> I'd, I'd like you to be there when I tell her. Why should I make it easy for you? Well, hey, you have to do this for Mother's sake. You know, she attaches too much importance to school. And well, maybe you don't attach enough. Hey, I've been going to school too long. Besides, out there is where the action is. Uncle George, help me sell Mother on the idea that psychologically I need to function in the outside world. Why were you expelled? Um, for selling pot. Oh, that's great. No, no, that's not what you think. I, I'm, I'm not really in the business. Oh, you're not. No, no, I was just carrying a little supply for a few close friends and myself. I don't think we'd better tell your mother about that aspect of it. Yeah, I don't think so either. Well, besides, it's all over and done with. Mm-hmm. And what do you propose to do? Get a job. Hey, you know of anyone who needs a brilliant executive? Uh, uh, excuse me. <laughs> Is the Benson contract ready for me to type? Uh, Oh, yes. uh, Get on it right away. Now, Jimmy. Jimmy, what were we talking about? Uh, who's uh, that one outside? My secretary? She is the most beautiful girl I have ever seen. Now, look, you just forget it. She's engaged. Oh, yeah? You can see she's wearing a ring. What's a diamond? A piece of coal with big ideas. Uh, Who's she engaged to? Well, actually, to an old schoolmate of yours, Jerry Crane. Jerry Crane? Oh, no. She can't be. why not? No, because he isn't good enough for her. In the first place, he doesn't have any brains. I remember now. He had brains enough not to help you steal that boat. Oh, he wasn't smart. He was just scared. Why does she want Jerry Crane? i have to put a stop to that. Well, I don't think you can. I've seen them together. She is very much in love with him, and you are wasting your time. Give me one week, and it's a brand new ball game. (laughs) Was Within a week, that ring was off her finger, and Jerry Crane was out of the picture. I didn't feel too good about it. I tried to talk to Alice.
1: I'm going to spend all my time with Jimmy very soon. We're getting married.
0: Oh? Well, uh, isn't this rather sudden?
1: When it's right, how much time do you need?
0: Alice, are you sure?
1: Oh, yes. Yes, positive. Well,
0: I'm just an old bachelor, and I don't really know how these things sort themselves out. But you must have been positive when you became engaged to Jerry Crane. Well... You would have married Jerry Crane if Jimmy hadn't come along.
1: That's just it. Jimmy did come along, and everything's changed.
0: Ah, Alice, I hope you know what you're doing. I looked into her deep, dark eyes. They were glowing. Her whole face was shining. I felt like saying, you foolish girl, run away from him, go back to Jerry Crane. But how could I say that about my own nephew? Besides, maybe she was right. After all, what does an old bachelor like me really know about love? Maybe it does change people. And then the phone rang.
1: George? Uh, uh, this is Louise Wilson over at the bank. Uh, yes, Louise. Your sister was in yesterday, and she made a very sizable withdrawal. Oh? It was well into five figures. I, I want you to understand why I'm calling. She's getting a bit older, and she's just approaching that
0: age where we like to sort of check on large transactions. Uh, yes, yes, I understand. And so
1: I think um, you should be
0: advised of it. Well, thank you, Louise.
1: Oh, there you go. Worrying about me again, George.
0: And why not, Madeline? It's a lot of money. What's money
1: for if not to
0: spend? That is a complicated question, and you can't give it a simple answer. Now, look, you'll be retiring soon.
1: I and... want Jimmy to have the money. Yes, but... That... It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for him to buy a partnership in this very unusual sales organization. And that's really Jimmy's strength, Selling.
0: Yeah, I see he sold you.
1: Besides, now that he's getting married.
0: Oh, is he? Well, of course. I had no idea that they had announced it.
1: They haven't announced it. If they had, you'd be the first. Well, I'd be the first. You'd be the second to know. But of course they're getting married. Can't you tell by the way they look at each other? Oh, George, I'm so happy.
0: And she was. So was Alice. And so was Jimmy. And so was I. Why not? A new Jimmy, matured and sobered by the responsibilities of marriage and a business. So it would all end well. That week, hefty check in hand, Jimmy departed for Boston. He'd just be there for a little while to get things squared away with the new outfit. Well, a few weeks went by, then a month. I don't know. I, I guess I have a very suspicious nature. I flew down to Boston. Oh, oh well, you your way? all right, all right. I'm coming. Good Lord, it's the middle of the night. Hello, Jimmy. Oh, Uncle George. May I come in? Yeah, sure thing. Hey, uh, what? The... It's almost noon. Ooh, my head. Now, you look hungover. Oh, well, we uh, had a celebration last night. Oh? <laughs> we celebrated the landing of this big account. Well, uh, congratulations. Well, we didn't actually land the account, but we made all the preparations for the celebration, so we celebrated anyhow. Uh, Jimmy. Hmm? I stopped by at your office. Dynamic Sales Incorporated... Frankly, from the amount of money that you put into it, I uh, I expected a larger layout. Well, how much time you spend in an office anyhow. you got to be out there in the field pounding away. Your overhead should be cut to the bone. <laughs> yeah, we, we run a lean operation. Jimmy, the fact is, it is only desk space and an answering service. Uh, oh, uh, uh, you want to get that, Uncle George? I want to put up some coffee. Hello. No, this isn't baby. Uh, Oh, hey, uh, uh, wait a minute. Let me have that. Sweetie! Well, sure, you can't have lunch by yourself. Well, uh, well, give me three quarters of an hour Luigi's. But you know I do, and I can prove it. (laughs) See ya. Well, Jimmy, where are we? Meaning what, Uncle? Meaning Alice. Oh, well, a sweet kid. What about her? Aren't the two of you supposed to get married? Well, now, what makes you say that? Everybody's under the impression that you Now, hold on, Uncle. I never told Alice I wanted to marry her. But you allowed her and everyone else to think so. I can't control people's thoughts. You made her break her engagement to Jerry Crane. For the record, Uncle, if that was a solid engagement, neither I nor anybody else in this world could make her break it. You put it any way you like, Jimmy, but you are going to break her heart. I'll tell you something about the heart, Uncle. It's a tough muscle. It can take it. You should be grateful to me. Grateful? For getting her to dump Jerry Crane. Now she's ready. Ready for what? For a real love affair. I prepared her for the guy she really should marry, whoever he happens to be. You believe all this, don't you, Jimmy? (laughs) Alice. Alice, what what are you doing in the office so late?
1: I knew you'd be back.
0: Back from where? Boston how do you know that I went to Boston?
1: The travel agency called this afternoon about an invoice. Oh. He... He isn't coming back, is he?
0: No. I could make up stories about how busy he is, but you know without being told, don't you? Yes. He says he never asked you to marry him.
1: Is that true? In words, he never asked me. I'm sorry. Uh, I'd better be getting home.
0: Alice, are you all right? I'm all right. Well, I don't think so. Now, look, you just leave your car here and I'll drive.
1: No, please. I I want to be by myself. I I want to think.
0: I don't know what she was thinking about. Well, maybe I do. Two hours later, I got a call from the police. She must have been driving very fast. Her car had struck an abutment on the highway. I rushed down to the hospital. Hello, George. Chief. Well, she's gone. Didn't have a chance. Oh. Now, George, people think she did it on purpose. Now, I don't say yes or no, although I have my private opinion. She was well-liked. Oh, I know. And a lot of folks are going to hold your nephew Jimmy responsible. I know that, too. I'm not saying something will or won't happen, but... uh, It might be a good idea for Jimmy to stay away from town till things kind of quiet down. Till things quiet down. However, it becomes increasingly clear that in Jimmy Hunter, we are dealing with a young man who, like it or not, cannot help roiling the waters wherever he is. And so, far from quieting down, I can promise you a sizable increase in the noise levels when I return with Act Three. Mm -hmm. Some people go through life heedless of the trail they leave behind. A child throws a rock into a pond. What does he know about the devastation and dislocation he has brought to an infinite number of microscopic entities in the water?
1: Good morning, Mr. Thompson.
0: Good morning, Mrs. Miller.
1: I trust you heard about your nephew's latest escapade?
0: You can hardly say that Jimmy is to blame.
1: He caused that poor girl's death just as surely as if he had killed her with his
0: own hand. Please excuse me, Mrs. Miller. He's
1: no good, that boy. Wherever he goes, he brings sorrow and tragedy. If it weren't for him, my own son would be alive today. Poor Alice.
0: People are blaming Jimmy. Yes, I know. I ran into Mrs. Miller on the street this morning. Of course, she isn't quite right. Hasn't been since she lost her son almost 15 years ago.
1: I suppose she's only saying what a great many people are thinking.
0: You and I, Madeline, what are we thinking? I don't know what you mean. Well, I'm going back almost 30 years. To what? You know to what? A night when he was desperately ill and there was a fire in the fireplace. Don't
1: do that, George. Why not? Because.
0: Because there's no point to it. Do you still have that log? What log? Do you want to keep pretending you don't know? I still have the log. Where?
1: Up in the attic, someplace.
0: I'll bet you know exactly where it is.
1: Please, George. It, it's just an old pagan legend. I remember you said in the old
0: story she put the log back in the fire.
1: George, what are you trying to say?
0: What? Oh, I'm not even sure. Right now the words are coming out of it. Maybe I'm like you were when you removed the log from the fire. While you were doing it, you didn't know why. Maybe I'm just talking without knowing why. But what are you saying? You spoke about acts, which were deeds, things that were not in the master plan the gods had designed for this world. But there are no gods. We don't know. George! Every generation of mankind has its particular name for a creator, a fate. Perhaps there is a master plan for us all.
1: But why are we talking about this now?
0: I think you know. Maybe Jimmy was fated not to survive his infancy.
1: Don't say that.
0: Already three people are dead because of Jimmy. That isn't true. When they were kids in the boat, Kevin Miller and Joey White, and now Alice. You cannot say that. Who knows what either of those boys might have become. Please, George. Now Alice will never marry Jerry Crane. Who knows what might have happened. Suppose they would have had a child, a very special child.
1: What do you want me to do, George?
0: I looked into her eyes, into her terrified and tortured eyes. What did I want her to do? Oh, how could I say it? Well, a few months went by, and then a year things quieted down in the town just as the chief had predicted they would. Although I wasn't too sure. Jimmy's
1: coming here tomorrow.
0: Oh, is that wise?
1: What do you mean by that, George? Well,
0: nothing, I guess.
1: I know there are people who dislike him, but this is his hometown as much as it is anyone else's. Why is he coming home?
0: Does he need money?
1: Now, George.
0: Well... Yes. I
1: see. But it isn't his fault...
0: What isn't?
1: ...that he lost all the money I gave him.
0: Oh, it isn't. He
1: was in a very tough, competitive business. And besides, his partners were not exactly honest and above board with him. Okay. Please,
0: George. Madeline. Madeline, what do you want? You're right.
1: I'm wrong. I spoiled him. But what could I do? What could you do? For the longest time, I thought I'd never get married. You know how old I was when John Hunter proposed to me. I was lucky to be able to have a baby. And then when John was killed in Korea, oh, the baby was all I had. All right. Well, Marilyn. I should have been stricter with him. It's all my fault. But, George, we have to help him now. He needs money. And I don't have any.
0: Well, I don't either.
1: Oh, please, George, I've never asked you before. But
0: I don't have any. It's been a very tough year. Well,
1: George, you must have something put away.
0: A few dollars. In you know, a few years, I'll need them. And so will you.
1: Well, I'd sell the house, but nobody wants an old
0: fire trap
1: like this anymore.
0: Madeline, let him work his own way out of this problem.
1: I, uh, promised him you'd pick him up at the airport.
0: I still say he has no business coming back here. <laughs> was right. How right? I was held up in traffic for a few minutes, so he was waiting for me in the terminal. As I parked the car and headed to the waiting room, I saw, or I thought I saw, Jerry Crane just ahead of me. I had a funny feeling. I don't know why. I tried to catch up with Jerry, but he entered the building before I did. He headed for the spot where Jimmy was waiting, just in front of the information counter. What? Oh, hello there, Jerry. Long time no see. But Jerry didn't say a single word. Hey, uh, let me buy you a drink. But Jerry just stood there. Just looking, looking. I knew in my heart. I knew what he was going to do. I ran toward him to try to stop him. But I was too late. The gun was out of his pocket and in his hand. Hey, uh, Jerry. Uh, what, are you crazy? Jerry was no more than three feet from Jimmy. At point-blank range, he fired. And then Jimmy grappled with him. They struggled. Jimmy was trying to wrest the gun away from Jerry. And then the gun went off again. Jerry Crane fell to the floor. And you didn't need a doctor to tell you. You knew. You knew, by the way, his body was sprawled on the floor. That Jerry Crane was dead. Later that day, I went to the chief's office. Well, we can't hold him, George. George. Well, it it, it it was self defense. There are at least a hundred witnesses. I know. Listen, uh, George, I've always been a friend of yours. Get that boy out of town, and keep him out. Yeah, I understand. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to think. Obviously, he's a jinx of some kind. Whatever but trouble around here that just encourage him to stay away before he kills somebody else. Now, Chief, that is no way for you to talk. I know, I know. This is all off the record. But George, if you were me, what would you say?
1: you want, George? What do you want now? I
0: was standing there and I saw the whole thing. Jerry
1: Crane attacked Jimmy. Jimmy could have been killed.
0: No, Madeline, Jimmy could not have been killed. Jerry pointed
1: that gun at him and
0: fired. Jerry could have thrown an atomic bomb at him and Jimmy would have been unhurt. But you know as well as I do that Jimmy cannot be killed. Now, George... George, you're crazy. At that range, nobody could miss. And three shots. George! Jimmy will live as long as that log exists.
1: You you cannot mean a silly thing like that. There are rational explanations
0: for everything. That's why you keep the log? That's why you hide it in the attic? Madeline, you did what this Queen Althea of Caledon did in the beginning. And now you have to do what she had to do in the end. No! He has already caused four people to die. That isn't true. And he's not even 30 years old yet. These are the acts he has already unleashed on the world. Deaths that weren't supposed to happen. Lives that were supposed to be lived. What do you want me to do? You know what you have to do. Burn that log. It's a crazy, heathen legend. When you prove it. You burn.
1: Oh. George, I can't. I can't end his life. And
0: that's how it was. A few months went by. I'd heard that Jimmy was in trouble in Boston. Money trouble as usual. I knew Madeline was trying to bail him out, as usual, because Louise told me Madeline had been to the bank to arrange a mortgage, but the bank wouldn't lend her enough. I resolved one thing. I wouldn't give Jimmy a penny. It was just a bottomless pit. Well, it was late at night. Just a minute... Jimmy! Let me in. Have you, uh, got anything here to drink? Uh, Look in the cabinet. Uh, no, no, I don't want anything to drink. Not anymore. Jimmy, what's wrong? Why do you insist something's wrong? You look too nervous and upset. I, uh, I'm in a jam. That's to be expected. Yeah, that's true. But this is a bad one. I, uh, I borrowed money from the wrong kind of people. It's payback or else. I see. No, no, you don't see. Let me tell you what there is to see. Uncle George, I look back on my life I never did anything right. I always got people into trouble. Now, I, I didn't mean to, but that's the way it worked out. Well, I, I want to change. I I want to be different. And, and I will be. I know now I can be. That's cool. good. I just have to get out from under this financial situation. Well, I've just taken care of it, and from now on, I'll be different. I I, I swear to you, Uncle George, I will be different. That's good, Jimmy. But uh, how have you taken care of it? Well, um, that's what I came here to tell you. (laughs) See, I have to tell somebody, somebody who won't let it go any further. (laughs) I'm making this confession to you just as if you're a priest. But what is it? Because I know you won't tell Mother. Tell her what? You worship Mother as if she's a a goddess maybe she is well all right you you wouldn't want her to know about this because it would kill her jimmy what is it mother's house mother's house is on fire What? Now, now, Mother isn't home. I made sure of that. What are you saying? I I needed money desperately. These people showed me a way to raise it. They've got men who are experts in these things, and and one of them just took care of it. Now, now, don't bother calling the fire department. Besides, listen, it's already been spotted. But they won't be able to put it out. This fellow knows his business too well. Jimmy, Jimmy, you're crazy. It's not going to look like arson either. Mother will get a bundle of insurance money, and I'll talk her out of most of it. I could always talk her out of anything. Now, Jimmy, you, you just listen to me. We, you've got to, we've got to get to the house quickly. Don't worry about it. Jimmy. This jam, just let me get out of this jam and everything is going to be just fine. I, I tell you, I'm, I'm going to make Mother proud of me and, and you too, Uncle George. Everything is going to be... And I'll, I'll find a nice girl like Alice and I'll marry her and raise a fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Uncle George, you, know, you got any more water? <laughs> Ow! I'm choking. I, just, uh, my throat is burning. It, it uh, uh, Uncle George, what, what's the ma- matter with me? I, I, Yeah. <laughs> was finally consumed. So, what do I know, really? What do any of us know, really? Only how to enjoy a story. And a good story should never come to an end, but it should go on and on and inspire a multiplicity of feelings and endings. Was it really the ancient gods both times? Or was it undiagnosed viruses or bacilli or whatever else can arise in modern medicine? It's possible to build a case either way. And while you're building yours, I shall take a brief intermission. of the vast infinity of time and the limited span of our lives. What would happen if one of us should somehow exceed his allotted span? What would he do? What would he become? Have we seen it in our story? Hold on. Who says we have an allotted span? Life a matter of incident and accident? Here we go with another controversy. Well, that's our target. And we shoot at it seven times each week. Our cast included Norman Rose, Grace Matthews, Catherine Byers, and Russell Horton. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.